Greetings and salutations, siblings, human siblings in various multiforms in the rhetorical world by Sea Air or Land. Hello, greetings to everyone who can hear my voice. This is the Sophistic Steve's Rhetoric Universe podcast, available at sophisticsteve.substack.com. Hello, welcome back. I'm glad you're listening to another one of these, or if it's your first time, welcome. This, the function of this podcast is for me to explore kind of verbal blogging and also to explore something I've been reading about a bit, which is called the short form podcast, which I think is just such an interesting, you know, because we think about podcasts, these long, drawn out, long interviews, long, 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 long conversations that take an hour and a half. I think this is like cool. I mean, obviously we need what I think people might call slow journalism, but we also need stuff that kind of gets us thinking and gets us going and gets us out there. I don't really want you to, like, just like I talked in the last one, we might have a little bit of a consumption problem. Uh, today I want to talk about starting your day and how I start my day and what I think you should start your day. My day starts the same every time. Get up, make coffee, look at the news, and then I try to write about a thousand words. It sounds like a lot. It's not really a lot for somebody. So, you know, I'm a university professor. I think you all know that. A thousand words a day, not a big deal for somebody who lives in words, who's just dripping in them, who's just, that's my environment. I exist in words. But for you, you might think, oh my gosh, a thousand words. There are so many reasons why you should start your day with making something, with poesis, with creation. And the thing that, helps me out a lot is it helps me think about my own thoughts is the first reason I would say you should start your day with this. Helps me think about my own thoughts. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, thought occurs for me, and I think for a lot of us, in the terms of words or in language in a way. Uh, I'm a very emotionally driven person. So for me, it's also feelings. I have a feeling and then I want to name it and I want to like figure out what it is so that it doesn't just sit there and ache or feel burny or tingly all day. So um, I always try to, to figure it out and name it because words for me are a very important thing. Maybe you're not so word-oriented, uh, but for me it helps me kind of process what might be going on in my head or what might be going on overnight. And if you just sit down with a pen and piece of paper and just kind of try to write and just see what comes out, this is a great place to start. Or if you're like me and you like to kind of read what's going on in the world, a few news stories here and there. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a little cautious about television news. I think that's just a, a fire hose of consumptive content to give you anxiety to watch more of it. So I don't watch any of that. But I read a little bit of news analysis. I read a little bit of in-depth, slow journalism. I review books, things like that. Washington Post, New York Times. I look at some of the deeper pieces that they offer. And I try to use that as a way to kind of say, now, how do I feel or think about this? Or can I articulate my orientation to the world by riffing off of this? Can I do that? And the answer is always, yes, I can. So that might be the first reason to do it. The second reason to do it is it gets you thinking about the precision of your words. So everything in our society is interesting. Have you noticed this? Oh, that's very interesting. Oh, interesting thing that uh, the president said. Oh, it's, it's going to be a very interesting election. I mean, this is, a, this is kind of an empty word, isn't it? I mean, I don't like to say that. As a rhetorician, I don't like to say that. But I'll reserve it for interesting to say that 
Interesting is the starting place for conversation. That's where you would start. You don't need to bring that up unless it's controversial whether this thing is worth talking about. It's kind of a vague, kind of an open word. Like it's not a comment to say something like, this is worth talking about. I mean, no one goes to a theater to look around at the seats. Well, I mean, I guess there's some, there's a few theaters like this in the world. You know, everything you say, it's funny. Everything I say, I can immediately roll back. It's kind of a funny thing about language and about argument, right? Like as soon as I'm saying it, I'm like, oh, I know the answer to that. You know, so job hazard of teaching argument debate for so many years. Um, maybe Radio City Music Hall comes to mind as a place that people would come to see the seats. There's tours of this place. Or I mean, they're starting back up again, you know, coronavirus and all that. Um, but no one comes to the theater just to sit there, just to experience being in the theater. They come to the theater because the theater is the starting place for a play, for drama, for something like that. And um, that's the way to think about it. I think that's the way to think about it. So interesting is, is a word you could try to excise by talking about why you think something is important or why you think something is worth our attention. Gosh, that's a powerful word, attention. Starting every day with a little bit of writing production will help you with attention as well. This might be the third reason. It'll help you pay more careful attention, break up your day and say, this part of my day is dedicated to making this, to sorting this, to naming this. Names are such a powerful thing. Gosh, it's so powerful. Once you call something something, oh, good luck to you. Changes the whole thing. Good, bad, I don't know, but the change is there. It makes it pretty intense. You can also start your day with other kinds of production. You could just record yourself kind of talking like I kind of do on these podcasts. Then listen back to yourself. I mean, the last thing I want to say here in the last minute of this is, you know, it doesn't, I, I don't want to be too logocentric. I don't want to be focused too much on words. That's my realm. That's what I live in. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's where you have to be. What about music? What about art, drawing, coloring something? Colored pencils are amazing. Amazing thing to have around. So don't don't think of it as logocentric. The final thought I'll leave you is, well, who's the audience for this creation? That's a great question. I encourage you to think about that question. Audience is such an important question for me. I think about it all the time. Who's the audience? What does it mean to be a part of an audience? Or like uh, Professor James Crosswhite, the University of Oregon, said, we are always being audienced. It's something that happens to us. We are placed in that role by the media and communicative and rhetorical environment around us all the time. So who's the audience for this? Only you can say maybe it will help you write better, create better to post it somewhere. Either a blog, DeviantArt, something like that. Maybe it'll help you with the precision of it or get something out of it that shapes the rest of your day. Starting the day with creating something, with production. It's a wonderful way to get your mind in gear and get going to a day where you're pretty much going to be doing things that you do not want to do or that you are required to do by the way that we've decided to arrange how we distribute resources in Western consumer capitalist society. But perhaps, perhaps the alternative to that is one where we produce with no sense of any other gain except to understand ourselves.
Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you very much for listening to another one of these micro-podcast experiments. Morality, oratory, speech, debate, rhetoric, all available at sophisticsteve.substack.com. Please, please, please consider subscribing. And uh, I look forward to your comments. Please leave a comment on this. Let me know what you think. Anything at all. I always welcome open conversation on the Substack. Give me a comment. Give me a shout out. Whatever you want. Share this with somebody. If you thought this was good, share it with somebody. Um, I'd love to see what people think. So thanks for listening. See you next week.